0: Baby seated this morning. We're gonna take a few minutes this morning as we do every Lord's day to to open God's word up to our our kids and and it's not just for them again, I repeat, it's for us as big kids as well. But this morning I'm going to deviate just a little bit from what we're doing. We've been working through catechism and and uh, but with the advent season coming up, I think it's a great opportunity for us to really invest in our kids. You know, what is this season all about? And I'm pretty sure. As I look around at these families and these kids, if I were to ask them, they certainly could tell us, but what we're longing for is to God to to open their heart to the fullness of God's eternal gospel of who God is and what he's done and why it was necessary. And so for the next few weeks, in correlation with our preaching text, I'm going to be reading to our kids from a, a resource I highly recommend to you, the Jesus Storybook Bible. If you're a parent or a grandparent and you're looking for You know, I'd like to give something to my family, to my kids, my grandchildren, maybe they're, you know, the Bible's a hard book, Uh, and for kids, this is an excellent resource. It's someone that we've used in our family. I'm sure that probably some of our families here have used it in theirs. It just breaks down the storyline of the Bible, of God's eternal gospel, and it's a great way to plant the seeds of the gospel into the hearts and lives of our children. And so, I'm going to take just a few minutes this morning to read, you know, To our kids this morning, I'm just going to ask you to give me a few minutes of your attention. You heard me read just a minute ago, God coming and announcing curses on a snake, on Adam, and on Eve, and on the ground, and on all kinds of different things. You know what a curse is, don't you? What is a curse? It's kind of like a punishment, right? Well, why? What happened? Let me read to you a little bit of the story of kind of goes back a little bit before what I read this morning. So when we're preaching this morning, you'll kind of understand here's what's really going on and why God is announcing these curses. So listen closely. Adam and Eve lived happily together in their beautiful new home. That was the Garden of Eden. And everything was perfect, at least for a while, until the day when everything went wrong. God had a horrible enemy. His name was Satan. Satan had once been the most beautiful angel, but he didn't want to just be an angel. Satan wanted to be God. Satan grew proud and evil and full of hate, and God had to send him out of heaven. Satan was seething with anger and looking for a way to hurt God. He wanted to stop God's eternal plan, stop his love story right there. So he disguised himself as a snake and waited in God's garden. Now, God had given Adam and Eve one rule in the Garden of Eden Don't eat of the fruit on the tree, God told them, because if you do, you'll begin to think you know everything, and you'll stop trusting me. And then death and sadness and tears will come. You see the picture there of the snake coming into the garden? And who is that snake? Satan. You see, God knew if they ate the fruit, they would think they didn't need him anymore. And they would try to make themselves happy without God. But God knew there was no such thing as happiness without him. And life without God would be no life at all. As soon as the snake saw his chance, he slithered silently up to Eve and whispered in her ear, Does God really love you? The serpent whispered, If he does, Why won't he let you eat that nice, juicy, delicious fruit? Poor you, Eve. Maybe God doesn't really want you to be happy. And the snake's words hissed into her ears and sunk down deeper into her heart like poison. Does God love me? Eve wondered. Suddenly she didn't know anymore. Just trust me, the serpent whispered. You don't need God. One small taste, that's all and you'll be happier than you ever imagined you could be. So Eve picked the fruit and ate it. And then Adam ate some too. And at that moment, a terrible lie came into the world, and it would never leave. It would live on in every human heart, whispering to every one of God's children, God doesn't really love me. You see the snake there talking to Adam and Eve? And it wasn't a dream. This wasn't a nightmare. A chill was in the air. Something strange was happening. A dove now flew from Adam's hand. A deer darted in a thicket. It was as if they were frightened by Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve had always been naked, but now they felt naked and wrong. And they didn't want anyone to see them, so they hid. And later that same night, as God was uh, taking his walk in the garden, He called to his children. Children. Now usually Adam and Eve loved to hear God's voice, and they would run to him when he called, but this time they ran away. They hid in the shadows. Where are you, God called. Hiding, Adam said. We're afraid of you. Did you eat the fruit I told you not to eat, God asked them. And Adam said, listen to this. Eve made me do it. What have you done, God asked. Eve said, listen to this one, the serpent made me do it. They had broken their wonderful relationship with God, and now God knew everything else would break too. God's creation would start to unravel and come undone and go wrong. From now on, everything would die, even though it was all supposed to last forever. You see them hiding in the bushes? hiding from God because they had sinned. You see, sin had come into God's perfect world, and it would never leave. God's children would always be running away from Him and hiding in the dark. Their hearts would break now and would never properly work again. God couldn't let His children live forever, not in such pain, not without Him. There was really only one way to protect them. God said to Adam and Eve, now you have to leave the garden." God told his children, this is no longer your true home. This is not your place anymore. But before they left the garden, God made them clothes to cover them. He gently clothed them, and then he sent them away on a long, long journey out of the garden, out of their home. You see him walking away, walking away from where they got to spend time with God, time with God. And in another story, this would have been over and that would have been the end. But listen closely to this and I'm done. That's not the end of this story. God loved his children too much to let the story in there. Even though he knew he would suffer, God already had a plan. A magnificent dream. A plan he would already get his children back. One day he would make the world their perfect home again. And one day he would wipe away every tear from their eyes. You see, no matter what, in spite of everything, God would love his children with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. And though Adam and Eve and their children would forget him and run from him deep in their hearts, God's children would always have a longing for him, a longing for their home. And before they left the garden, God whispered a promise to Adam and Eve. It will not always be like this. I'm going to come and rescue you. And when I do, I'm going to do battle against the snake. I'll get rid of the sin and the dark and the sadness that you let in here one day. I'm coming back for you. And he would. One day, God himself would come. And do you know who, who it was, who came, who, how God came? Who was it in the form of? It was Jesus, wasn't it? When Jesus was born in that manger. And that's what Christmas is. We're celebrating. God promised to Adam and Eve and his children. It's not always going to be this way. You messed up bad. But I'm going to come get you. I'm going to fight that snake myself. And I'm going to do away with all this that you caused. And I'm going to bring you back to me. That's why we sing this holiday season. That's why we celebrate Jesus' birth. This is how how God came to us to rescue us.